0: Welcome everybody to Beyond the Panel, brought to you by Balancing Life's Issues, the Business Council of Westchester and Westchester's ultimate headhunter, the Headless Horseman. I'm your host, Ben, and we're here to give the Talent Tuesday panelists an opportunity to follow up and dive a little deeper into the subject matter they recently spoke to on the webinar. Today, we're talking to Jennifer Bologna. Jennifer is a principal in the White Plains, New York, Office of Jackson Lewis, PC. She focuses much of her practice on assisting multi-state employers with compliance solutions, developing policies and practices that are lawful in all of the jurisdictions in which they operate. Welcome to the show, Jennifer.
1: Oh, thanks, Ben, and nice to be here with you today.
0: Oh, thank you, too. So can you tell us a little bit about what you and your company do in Westchester County?
1: Sure, as you noted, Jackson Lewis is a law firm that focuses exclusively on employment and labor law. We have over 950 attorneys in offices across the country, including an office in White Plains. Basically, we help employers develop strategies and policies and business-oriented solutions for workforces, including assisting employers with remote work implementation and issues. We're combining our local experience in our White Plains office with our national resources to develop and deliver creative and strategic solutions for employers.
0: Okay. So you're the legal expert when it comes to the laws that govern where and how we work, right? So what are some of the biggest mistakes you've seen employers make when it comes to hybrid or remote work options?
1: Well, I wouldn't say they were mistakes because first off, with hybrid or remote work, it's really something an employer chooses, right? They don't have to offer hybrid or remote work. Lots of employees feel like They've been doing a great job since the pandemic, working remotely, and they feel like if they're asked to come back to a workplace, they shouldn't have to. But again, an employer can choose to offer remote or hybrid work. The only exception to that is if we're dealing with requests for accommodations for medical reasons, pregnancy related conditions, but otherwise it's up to an employer to decide whether or not they want to voluntarily offer their employees remote or hybrid work. But if they're going to do that, They really want to decide what's going to work best for their organization, right? So when you're thinking about remote or hybrid, should something be fully remote or should you have some kind of bits, you know, some in the office and some remote, you want to consider if all of your workforce is going to have that flexibility, are you going to offer it to some of them? How are you going to decide which employees get that hybrid or remote work? Are you going to allow some remote workers to work anywhere in the country. Those have all kinds of issues associated with that if you're going to allow them to work everywhere. What is your handbook going to look like? The laws in New York are different than the laws elsewhere. And, you know, are you going to start with remote work in a region and expand it across the country? These are all the kinds of issues an employer has to consider. You're also going to have to consider how it's going to impact your organizational structure, what your culture is going to look like. Some employers like a very congenial, meet, uh, you know, in-person kind of culture. If you're going to start to allow hybrid work, how is that going to impact it? Well, employers have to think of ways that they can um, have employees meet other than just in the halls. You know, what kind of communication style, recruiting and retention ideas. So these are the considerations that are important when you're considering remote work.
0: And so then what's the employer's role in defining the exceptions
1: so as i noted earlier you don't have to offer remote or hybrid work rather you can decide if there's a certain role or a certain situation that might lend itself better to working remotely sometimes employers just want to offer it because employees want it right it saves them costs overhead costs uh, when we were talking, to, you know, with our with the panel, there's the a couple of people thought that it was quite beneficial to their bottom line to have a fully remote workforce that saves on real estate costs and uh, office costs. So it's really up to the employers to decide what they want to do.
0: I see. And are there any legal requirements for employers who are providing a remote Workspace?
1: There are lots of legal requirements. So, just like an employer who's sitting in New York has to comply with all the New York State and, you know, potentially New York City County laws, an employer who has a remote worker in another state has to comply with all the laws of that state. So, if you have an employee who's working fully remote from New Jersey, you now are a New Jersey employer in addition to being a New York employer. And the employee that's sitting in New Jersey is entitled to the M- Jersey, New Jersey employment laws and would not be entitled necessarily to some of the New York employment laws.
0: I see. So not only does the employer have to follow the laws in the state that they're doing business in, but also in the state that their employee resides in.
1: Exactly. So let's just take a law like the New York state paid family leave law. If you have an employee who's living in, let's say, Connecticut or New Jersey, and they're fully remote, they never come to New York, the New York state paid family leave would not apply to that employee anymore. That employee would be eligible for, if they're in Connecticut, the Connecticut paid family medical leave, or if they're in New Jersey, the New Jersey paid family leave law, but not the New York state one.
0: So that's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, of information.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially with this one, I mean, because there are so many different laws involved, just like New York has um, notice requirements for handbook policies. If you have an employee in a different state, there may be similar notice obligations for those states. And you just aren't going to be aware of them necessarily if you're mostly focused on New York employment laws.
0: And while they're looking for a, a lawyer if the if if there's an employer who's hiring a remote worker who's in a different state should they be looking for a lawyer who does who practices in the state that the company's registered or in the state that the employee lives
1: well that's a nice thing about working not to pitch jackson lewis but working with a firm like jackson lewis we basically cover all 50 states so we could assist with all of that and that's what i do quite regularly
0: Okay, Jennifer. So just one last question. If there's an employer out there who's considering a remote or hybrid model, you know, what's the first step that they can take to to set things in motion?
1: Well, you'd want to come up with a strategic implementation plan. As I noted, there's a lot of considerations. There would be payroll considerations. There are um, HR considerations like onboard, remote onboarding, your handbook. There would be it considerations so what you want to do is you want to come up with a strategic implementation plan and you probably want to task working groups within your organization as well as potentially seek out legal counsel including tax counsel and um, remember that it's not one and done so you're going to want to have a process in place for monitoring changes in the law watching out for employee movement right if an employee tells you they're in New Jersey and next thing you know they're in New Hampshire, you've got a legal obligation to now comply with New Hampshire laws. So you'd want to do that. You want to prepare for how you're going to deal with performance management of remote works and you want to develop management um, oversight strategies. So you really want to start with this strategic plan and then build out for the ongoing um, management of that remote work.
0: Got it. Yeah. And I guess that's one of the confusing things about, well, there's plenty of confusing things about law for me, but, uh, but it's always changing. Right. So even, even if you were to give advice in this podcast, that's correct. Today it might, it might be different tomorrow.
1: It is possible. Laws could change at any time. So it is the ongoing monitoring for not just New York, but any other state where you happen to have an employee that you'd have to be cognizant of.
0: Well, that just about wraps it up. Big thanks to our guest, Jennifer Bologna, to Balancing Life's Issues and to the Business Council of Westchester and Westchester's ultimate headhunter, the Headless Horseman. Be sure to check out the bcw.org for upcoming webinars and events, including Talent Tuesdays. Thanks again, Jennifer.
1: Thank you, Ben, for having me.
0: Until next time, everybody take care.